welcome to the American Scotia podcast. You've got me this evening with you, uh, Jamie, and my good old Irish mate here, Chris. Chris, how you doing today? Uh, what about you, mate? I'm good. I'm good. So we've um, we've had 24 hours to to digest the uh, yes. the game. Um, where's your head at today uh, on this beautiful Tuesday? Uh, here's the thing. We knew this was going to, you know, we can't just steamroller over everybody. All right. Um, uh, yesterday I was, I was after the game, I was kind of annoyed a little bit. Um, I mean, I was happy with one, but I was disappointed in, in the goals we conceded. And then on reflection now, I'm thinking back on it and looking at it. I mean, the Pablo Fornals goal, was ridiculous. Right. Um, yeah. Although uh, maybe Kira could have done a better job of getting across, but we'll, we'll get that out, I think. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm happy. I knew it was going to be tough. West Ham, they're in a relegation battle. You know what I mean? Any of those teams, they're going to be tough, tough games. You Dog know, they're, they're they're fighting just as much as we are. You know, um, so they're trying to stay in the league, and um, it's a little bit harder for them because you know it's not not all sunshine and glory the the way it is at Anfield, you know, so we, we knew it was going to be a tough game. Um, although I've seen a lot of people were like, ah, 3-0, 4-0, whatever. But, uh, yeah, and it looked like that when, when Genie scored, but, yeah, something something was missing, and I guess we'll get to that, but, yeah, I'm kind of happy on reflection now. Yeah, um, I think he pretty, pretty well summed it up there. Um so Genie scored in the ninth minute, and uh, Diop got got the goal back equaliser in the twelfth minute, yeah. and and we went in at half time, one one. And uh, you rightly said Fornals' goal was was pretty good. Um, yeah. I, think, yeah. I think it was Declan Rice who played the ball in. I listened to the, the Redman podcast all the time. Yeah. And uh, so they said on their their roundup show, um, I think it was Mitch. He said. Uh, Declan Rice doesn't play that ball in unless he doesn't he unless Trent doesn't play those balls. Basically, what he's saying is Declan Rice would never dream of playing that ball unless he's on the same pitch as Trent Alexander Arnold and watched him do it three or four times in the yeah, game. I mean, that, that, I mean, that's that's maybe a good point. I think I think maybe not just in that game. I think overall. People are starting to watch him. You know, he he's last season he was up there with the assist. This season, he's up there on the list again. You know, and he's ahead of supposedly some of the greatest wingers and attacking midfielders in the history of the football game. You know he's what I mean? The third third youngest player to reach 25, 25 assists in the Premier League. Yeah, I'll, the only I'll give you hundred. I'll give you a hundred dollars now. You tell me the other two. Uh, Chess Fabregas. Boom. Um, let me see. Oh Jesus, you're young, youngster. Squeaky youngster. bum time, squeaky bum time. Don't squeaky get it. Bum. Any, any, uh, any clues? No. Uh, squeaky bum time. Squeaky bum time. Oh fuck. Stevie? No, no. Think about who coined the the reference squeaky bum time. Oh fuck, I don't know. Um, a United player. That's it. Oh Giggs. Rooney. Oh Rooney. Rooney. Right. Yep. Well, that's okay. all. That's happening. Oh, yeah. money's safe in the back pocket for this weekend. <laughs> yeah, I had here. I had you worried there when I when I got spotted. You really there. did. I'm sweating here, sweating bullets. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and not to mention Robbo. Robbo's got uh, yeah. Since his debut, he's got 
27 assists and that's that's more than any other defender in the, in that time apparently i was reading yeah. today but the, the, the two wingbacks are just assisting and and that that rivalry they've got going on is just working wonders oh yeah for sure and, and it's a healthy rivalry i think robo robo knows robo knows the score you know Absolutely. Uh, and you know trans you know robo has what five years on him Aye. You know, something like that. So, you know, Robbo knows the score. Robbo's the workhorse. Robbo goes into that same, you know, bracket of, of, of players, Alexa Milner and Henderson, um, that they're not ridiculously gifted with skill, but they make up for it um, in work ethic. Uh, and, More than make up and, for it, absolutely. And, will, and willing to learn, willing, yeah. willing to learn from other players. And he's learning from Trent. You know, um, he, he's watching where Trent's throwing them balls in from, and he's throwing mm-hmm. them in from similar areas. And he's at, and and now the two of them are both standing over free kicks together. Yeah. You know, like that's that, that's a big deal. You know, um, yeah. if if you know if there's a wee secret, um, uh, you know, free kick taker in Rabo there with that left peg, and there's a bit of a reset about him. You yeah, know? absolutely. Or, or a or bit of Fabio, a Fabio Aurelio. Yep, a wee bit of Fabio <laughs> over him. That would be uh, that would be handy as hell, you know. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's interesting to watch the development of those. And it's funny you mentioned them as wingbacks. You know, we we play four three three. Yeah. And we call them wingbacks. So we <laughs> essentially play. We essentially play two 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 or two two one, two, two one. <laughs> <laughs> what? I mean, that doesn't make sense. Um, that's, football right uh, that's football manager shit right there. Football manager shit right there. Yeah. Um. Um. You you mentioned um. Robbo being like Milner. I just had to had to bring up Milner's tweet yet again after the game. Did you see it by any chance? I didn't, mate. I've, I've, here, he I've been said, working uh, so hard, man. So he says, uh, Milner again. Obviously, who? who he just needs to take charge of Liverpool's Twitter because it's unbelievable. <laughs> oh, he's brilliant. So he tweets, he says, uh, it was never in any doubt when I seen Joey Gomez lining up a 30-yard shot <laughs> at the 80th minute. <laughs> but I just had to mention that because James Milner, ladies and gents, is the gift that keeps giving. He's box office on the pitch and off the pitch. And, and, um, and, and actually that, that, that segues nicely into somebody else that's kind of good on and on the old Instagram and stuff uh, and, and a wonder troll of his fellow players in Alex Oxley Chamberlain. He came onto the pitch yesterday and he changed the game. But did you see his comment on um, Trent Alexander-Arnold's video on the official <laughs> LFC Instagram? No. Oh, hey, man, I have to get it up. Uh, He's, he is brilliant. Like, I don't know... Where they get, where a where they get the balls to be so uh, cheeky in public, but you know that's just the way the the group mentality is. They're all you know buddy buddy. They're all all best mates. They they get along together fine. Um, but it's it's just a credit to the to the team ethos and obviously the the feel good factor around the club right now. Everybody's loving life, you know. Oh yeah, for man. So he's doing this little chat thing or this little live live video thing with a thumbs up and Ox comes in with, I get more out of listening to an automated phone system living up with you. <laughs> it's a good job them feet do the talking. <laughs> oh, and that's God. on the official Liverpool page. 
You know what I mean? There's no so, fucks that's, given, like seriously. Oh, that's great. It's good to see though, because it's for a long time it's been, uh, you know, looked at the Premier League players have been, you know, inaccessible. You know, and social media has has you know, and the good and the bad of it. But the, you know, one of the good things is it's it's made these players more accessible. We've talked before about you know how Genie Wijnaldum goes out of his way to try and re- reply to everybody that comments on his stuff, oh, which absolutely. is ridiculous. You know, ridiculous. But um, but yeah, back to the Ox and coming on yesterday and 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 taking charge. Um, yeah, he and you must be a, a psychic or something because. The Kaita versus Ox was my next bullet point here. Yeah. So go ahead, take take it away. Um, I, I've got my own feelings on Naby. I think um, he only gave the ball away three times in that yeah. in in his 54 minutes. Now it wasn't a great 54 minutes for him. No. But uh, Ox changed the game, like you said. Yeah, for sure. And here's the thing. Um, I, I love Naby Kaita or or Baby Keith if we're if we're going to get auto correct about it. Um, so I love him as a player. He's unbelievable going forward. When he gets the ball at his feet, it, it, it's it's almost he's almost like he's almost like genie on ice skates when he goes around. I know players. what you're saying. I know, you know what I mean. And, and it's it's wonderful to watch. And and it and it's starting to come. And we're starting to get bits of it. The one thing he's lacking is that defensive side that this team uh, is is sort of built upon. And that cohesive unit that they all move around in, in certain positions, in certain ways, and they block off all those little paths. And I touched on it a little bit with that Declan Rice cross. Um, if that had been Hendo, he wouldn't have got that cross in. And the reason I say that, and I'm not saying that to, to, to dispel G, uh, Naby in any way, shape, or form. He's just not in that defensive mindset yet. He hasn't played enough of the games to get that unit and to, to completely get it in in a game situation, he's probably got it in training, but in the game situation, concentration it's changes. Story. It's a different story. So he he's still learning, and he's still, I think, maybe trying to not overexert himself and injure himself again because he wants to play football, you know. Yeah. Um, but we definitely missed Henderson. Um, and Ox coming in understands those positions, understands those things, um, and was able to bring these, you know, it, it's subtle little things that you don't necessarily notice. You know, yeah. being, you know, um, instead of being just at the base of the center circle, you know, being six feet to the left, subtle little changes your in position, you, you know. How you read um, the game. How yeah, you, your how starting you position. Um, yeah. And there was a few times I noticed there was a, a little bit of some jogging motion from him. But again, I think that comes from from not one to overexert. Um, but yeah, it's going to come and he's going to get there eventually. And, and, you know, we knew that... <clears throat> West Ham were probably going to try and pack the midfield, um, shut us down, um, uh, tighten us up and try and hit us on the break. Um, and they, they kind of succeeded for a lot of it. You know, um, you got you to gotta give it to uh, to Allison. you know, that big save at the end with his face. Um, yeah, he, 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 did, he got down, he came out and got down and kept his body upright, which... Yeah. Oh, for a just, goalkeeper, if you take that one on the face, you're celebrating that, you know. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, any hey, if it hits anything, yeah, absolutely. Know? As long as it doesn't hit the back of the net. Exactly, but yeah, Ox came in and and those little subtle differences and that little bit of energy, um, you know, just a, there was a little spark. I mean, we had to go two one down before we could actually, before we started to look like we we wanted to play. 
and that was it. That was the catalyst right there. And you know, and I, and I think you know, everybody they, they, they probably got realized. a at halftime too. Oh, for um, sure. And they, they probably realized as well. You know, hold on, we're on the verge of greatness. Um, we we can't throw this away at home. At home is right. And you know, they they didn't. Well, they they didn't really deserve a bollocking, but I'm, I dare say Klopp gave them one. And you could tell that because when Ox came on on the 54th minute, yeah. his drive to get a shot off and, and, yeah. and pull the team uh, forward was just magnificent. I have to say as well, um, one thing I have to say is the atmosphere. The even atmosphere. When we were two, even when we were 2-1 down, it was ridiculous yeah. how loud Anfield was. You know, yeah. the, the, you the know, first I can, half, not I can, so much. Yeah, I can remember. I can remember, like even three or four years ago, just before Klopp came in, even, um, and and during sort of the Roger, the Rogers era, we would go two one down and it was silent, and there was yeah. people talking about, you know, all oh, the atmosphere's gone from Anfield, and you know, it's not like it used to be, and all that kind of stuff. It's not like that anymore. It's back the way it used to be. You know, when we're two one down, we're twice as loud. Absolutely. You know, um, and that, that definitely lifted the team. And and I'll, I'll just back up what I'm trying to say about the first half. The first half was a wee bit subdued by the fans, and I think it's uh, it's uh, rounded off nicely here by what I was able to hear. So when Genie scored in the ninth minute, obviously yeah. we started. We're going to win the league. We're going yeah. to win the league. And then they scored three minutes after us. And then yeah. West Ham fans started singing that they were going to win the league. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that? Oh, you go know, back I mean, and listen to it. It's hilarious. I have to go back and listen to that. That's brilliant. Actually, oh, speaking yeah. of just just a little side note, did you see the thing? I don't know if it was Latvia or Georgia, or it was one of the Eastern Bloc countries um, at a match, and the, the, there was a small section of away fans um, who were notor- apparently notorious for being loud. So the home team had installed speakers above the, the away fans area, and every time they started to sing, they played um, the Looney Tunes theme tune. Oh my! full blast over the top of them. I'll that find is, it. I'll find it and I'll, I'll send you the link. Level trolling right there. Yeah, I'll send you the link if I can find the video and I can make one. I'll stick it up on the uh, the American Skyscraper Instagram. Well, uh, but, listeners, uh, now, now that we have you uh, hooked, we might as well get our, our little shameless plugs out of the way. Oh. Um, uh, we've got uh, a great little Twitter competition. Um, and it's it's by a great uh, fellow North Carolina, uh, North Carolinian, North yeah, we're going with that. And um, <laughs> his name's Ken Kendra, and so Ken and all the boys are up in Raleigh. But Ken is one of the founders of um, the official Liverpool Sporters Club up there in Raleigh, and um, you know he uh, he's travelled around the states. He's got a few books, but uh, this particular book we're giving away excuse me is um it's entitled golden sky and he talks about uh you know walking through the storm and uh and and going around you know um around the time where we lost the champions league final and and going into the the next european campaign and and he he visits hometown pubs across across america and it just gives a, a great little um insight into into the life of, of the average american liverpool fan but um it's a great book and we've got our giveaway out there on twitter and instagram as well right chris 
Uh, I, yeah, I, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I think so, right? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm the Instagram um, we've guy. So, right? a new... Sorry, go ahead. Uh, no, no, go ahead. I was just rambling. <laughs> uh, we've also started um, uh, a new little take into our podcast. It's uh, a little take on a, our, our new podcast. So we're doing a virtual podcast. Um, so we'll we'll pick a game and we'll all watch it together and. Of course, we'll uh, we'd like to invite any of you listeners out there. Um, pr- drop us a DM and um, and we'll uh, we'll take your questions or or we'll even invite you on to the the show. So basically, the whole premise is you just sit there and pretend you're in the bar watching the game, relax with your feet up at, at your house, and and we'll we'll chat everything football. Um, other than that, uh, I wanted to bring out. Um, the new blogs that we've got up online. Um, Parker is one of our new bloggers, and he's got a, a, a great piece on uh, the Champions League football being back. So it's European football has returned. Um, that's a great little read. I read that uh, this morning. I don't know where to work. <laughs> especially, especially with the with the games happening uh, this week. Um, City, Real Madrid tomorrow, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, the uh, West Ham. I absolutely, and uh, the uh, West Ham recap. It's called Hammer Time Ish <laughs> by Barack. <laughs> by Barack, it's a, it's another good uh, little blog there. So if you have five minutes to yourselves or, or ten minutes to yourselves, go and go and read the the blogs there and um, drop us a wee DM while you're at it, and we'll we'll get you on the the virtual podcast for next week. Yeah, uh, but, you have um, to be uh, just a few rules on that as well. You have to be twenty one and over. Twenty-one um, and over, I absolutely, yeah. and uh, we advocate responsible drinking at all times. Yes, yes. Um, we also want to make sure that, you know, you're going to be cool. You know, <laughs> <laughs> um, we don't, we don't, we talk, we basically talk about football, and that's it. Um, so if you're coming in to talk about anything else, we'll, we'll probably, we'll kick you out of the pub. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to get the bouncers in. Yeah, we'll get the bouncers in. Where's uh, who's gonna be the bouncers? Who are we nominating as the bouncers? Um, I'm putting you forward. I know that. And and uh, I reckon Paul Beckler. He he's got a couple of kids there. He's he's used to wrangling. That's a good shot. Of, actually, yeah. that's a good shot. Um, so one more little piece of news. Um, and it's on a, a slightly somber note. Um, uh, very close to home. Um, it's coming up to the Hillsborough Memorial Service time, and it's the 15th of April. Um, and unfortunately, this, or fortunately or unfortunately, I, I guess, uh, this will be the last time the service is held at Anfield. Um, it's the 31st year, or 31st year anniversary, so... Um, it's it's hard to believe that all this time has gone on, and um, obviously all our thoughts are, are still with those members of the Liverpool community and and across the world who were who were there on that fateful day. Um, they'll never be forgotten, and uh, they will never walk alone. Well said. And so, um, anything else you wanted to talk about uh, West Ham? Really, I mean, um, the game was kind of up and down you know it, it definitely had its moments um but I was never too nervous even at 2-1 down I 
I'll tell you what happened for me, Chris. Uh, so this was probably the only time since the Roy Hodgson days where I was able to completely media blackout, not listen to the game, not hear the score and watch it after the fact. Um, me and my, my mates got together and we watched the game all together after, after the fact. And um, we all pretty much to a man managed to hold out and not check the scores and blah, blah, blah. Um, so at 2-1, uh, at, um, I was sitting down and, and, and quietly relaxed about it. Um, did you always have a, a feeling that we were going to grab that, the, the second and third? Yeah, I mean, I mean, we didn't look. There was, I mean, there was a few players that really stood out for me. Trent was amazing. Um, Ox was obviously amazing when he came in. Jeannie, you know, was just as usual, whatever. Um, Robbo was great. Um, Bobby didn't have the best of games. Um, it was a quiet night for him. Um, and I think that that kind of affected sort of how we how we played a little bit. Because um, he's instrumental. He, he it's people don't realize if you're not you know if you if you're if you're a casual watcher of the game, you know, um, and you want to learn more, really watch Bobby Firmino and really watch what he does as a footballer. Um, because off it's the ball inc- it's, and on the ball. Yeah, it, it's incredible. It's incredible. I, I, here's the thing. I, I'm sad I, I have never... Uh, I'm sad I haven't got to see him live yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because so. I, I want to see what he does, what the cameras don't play. I would waste 90 minutes watching his boots. No problem. No problem at all. Um, he, he's he's very, very quickly becoming probably my favorite player ever. Um, just everything about him just exudes absolute class and unfortunately it just wasn't his night um you know and everybody has off nights that you know they're allowed to have them so it definitely affected the way we played but even 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 at that you just knew it was coming you know the fabianski mistakes um you know carrius esque bless him you know um it, it happens to the best of them it just so happened that you know, he, he it happened to him twice in one night. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I think that also Speaking comes of mistakes, from... did you do you think Allison um feels hard done by 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 uh, the headed goal, the ops headed goal? Because he, he seemed to be quite angry at himself. Yeah, um, I think I think he I think he he thinks he should have done better there. He you heard the hand like yeah. he he got down and you could you could hear the palm that he put on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. it must have just beat him for strength. I mean, it was down low into the corner. Not much you're gonna do there. Yeah, I think yeah, it was just I, it was unexpected as well. You yeah. know, it, it was kind of a weird header from behind, kind of glancing kind of thing that yeah. would catch you off guard, and he didn't get down quick enough. And he's a big dude, getting mm-hmm. down into that bottom corner, like the op just got it in the right place. You know, yeah. and like, you know, an inch, inch or two to the right and it was hitting the post, an inch or two to the left and Allison had it. Yeah, you exactly. Know? So it, it just happened to land in the right spot. And the same thing with the Fernals thing, you know, Fernals just put it right in the far corner where, where he just wasn't going to get near it, you know. Um, yeah. uh, he, 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 it was a lovely sweep and effort, wasn't it? it was, yeah, it, it was. was a good goal. Um, he's one of those players that I was really surprised um, when I heard West Ham had got him. I was like, holy shit, West Ham are definitely putting something together here, you know? Um, and then they went and sacked Pellegrini. But, <laughs> you know, um, it, it's just funny. But, yeah, uh, I 
Allison just seems to be one of those guys. He seems to be a bit of a perfectionist, you know, um, which is Take a good a thing for us. Oh, that, that'll tell you. <laughs> phenomenal. That beard you know? and that haircut. He is a perfectionist. Look at him. He's uh, a, a beautiful chiseled man. Oh, yes. He's a he's an unbelievable specimen. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I think he, he, you know, as well, he's played, what, eight or nine games less than every other goalkeeper in the league, and he has more clean sheets. Um, <laughs> it's just... You kind of have to slap yourself, don't you? You do. It's crazy. It's just mental. Like, I, I, I was... I was chatting with boys the other day about it. Uh, one of my mates is a is a is a goalkeeper, and um, we I were talking. The we, goalkeepers union. Yeah, we were waxing the wriggle about him, and uh, and it was actually we we had we had sort of segued off of the a Harry Gregg conversation. Um, right. And I have the great pleasure of um, being in Harry Gregg's company on a, on a few occasions uh, back home, and he was a lovely guy. But um, we we were talking about that, and we got talking about goalkeepers and how they carry themselves. And um, just everything and about just for Allison. the listeners there, Chris, uh, Harry Gregg was a Northern Irishman who was one of the Busby babes, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, he was. He was basically the the known as the hero of Munich. He was the goalkeeper that went back onto the the plane and and carried a few. He carried a pregnant lady uh, off the off the plane. Um, I think he carried Bobby Charlton as well. Yeah, Bobby Charlton, Dennis Violet. Um, and a couple of the others. So it was, you know, he he was uh, an unbelievable man, um, and and never never wore that hero tag. Um, I, he he didn't like it. He, yeah. he didn't he didn't um, he he was a humble dude. He was a really humble humble man. Really really nice guy. Um, uh, unbelievable goalkeeper as well, and. Uh, and, uh, and a great coach too. He, he managed for a while, and uh, uh, he, I think he, he managed at Doncaster. I don't want to say he was at Derby. I'm not too sure, but uh, yeah. So he, he, he had a right career, you know. I actually met him at the opening of the Danny Blanchflower um, Stadium and, and playing fields just out there in like Gilnahurk direction, just outside Belfast. Right. And right. he was there. He was there for the opening of that, and, and we were all there and. Um, and uh, there was a couple of other Pat Jennings and stuff was there, and uh, he, he was a really nice guy. And he he'd, he'd come to a few training sessions when I, when I was playing for the couple of clubs I was kicking around with, and um, yeah, really nice guy. But uh, yeah, anyway, we got away off on a tangent there. But uh, he, <laughs> he was a lovely big man. How, how beautiful of a specimen he is in all shapes and forms. But again, yeah, uh, but again, uh, he 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 seems to carry himself with a similar kind of. Um, um, sort of humbleness in, in a sense, you know. Right. It, it's 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 a sense of assurance, but it's not bravado. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you can see how much how, how involved he is with the other players. I mean, if you 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 follow any of them on Instagram, you've seen that he baptized you know Bobby and uh, he baptized and his one of wife. the United players as well. Uh, Fred, didn't he? Fred, uh, he, he baptized both Fred and his wife. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he he's. Uh, he he's definitely um seems to be a very positive influence. Uh, larger than the, life, but very very life, understated, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, and he, and he likes to play guitar, so he's a man after my own heart, you know. I uh, absolutely. He definitely's got a few more chords about him than I do, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, he yeah, he carries um, that in India's playing and in, in, in the game, and I think that sense of assurance and 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 
it, it helps that back line. You know, it, it's it, that it'll... samba samba mentality, isn't it? it, it yeah. It's just ingrained into these Brazilians. They, yeah. You're not you're not you're not even born with it. It it it's a prerequisite to birth. Yeah, it's part of the DNA. And it absolutely it is. Um, talking about fine specimens, uh, Jordan Henderson is uh, still out uh, with his uh, hammy. He's got a hamstring, um, slight hamstring injury. Yeah. Uh, the rumor I heard was he'd be out for three weeks anyway. Yeah. Um, but other than that, was there anything more other than four more wins, Chris? Four more wins. Mate, here's the thing. Now, I, I, I was chatting to my mate Dan. Um, uh, there, um, he's up in Vermont. I have to give him a shout out. Um, I used to do a podcast out with him, so uh, he's a big red. He lives up there, and uh, we were chatting today, and he was telling me that um, if we beat Chelsea, our game. Uh, one of the games, I think the game with City gets moved, and uh, because ah, it's in the cup, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's in the cup, and if City beat uh, whoever they're playing, whatever League Two team they got drawn, um, typical. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah, and if they win, it gets moved or whatever, so it's going to change things up. So what could end up doing is we could end up playing twice. We end up, we play twice before they play United. Okay. Um, and then whatever happens with this, it changes things. So it could mean that we could actually have one, we could be like twenty eight points clear by the time City play United. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, wow. You know, um, that's kind of crazy to think about, you know. So, yeah, there's going to be a whole weird coincidence and it's going to affect how these games play out and whatever. I mean, I I, I don't think there's... It would. I mean, like, I'm just going to take the coronavirus to end the world for us not to win the league. You know what I mean? Um, uh, Touch wood, touch wood. (laughs) I'm knocking it. Knocking it, man, knocking it. Um, But, yeah... um, so uh, you know it's it's not a it's not a matter of of if it's now when and Absolutely. some kind of weird rescheduling of games is going to change you know when we win the league or what team we beat I mean it could be here's the thing there's three games I think we could win it it's Everton Palace or City are the three games that it's looking like right. would be one of the ones um I mean, to win at Everton would be hilarious. It would would be monumental. Winning it at home against Crystal Palace would be kind of poetic justice. And against Hodgson, too. Uh, We were just talking before the podcast, listeners, about uh, our our Monday games and how how we haven't had great success in Monday games. And Chris reminded me that our Palace game, the fateful 3-3, was a Monday game. It certainly was. Um, so yeah, that would be a that would be nice. Um, and then City, obviously, to go and just win it there would be just sort of almost rubbing it, rubbing salt in the wounds. <laughs> Cheating bastards. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, here, here's the thing, and, and I, I, I mean, I don't know if you guys talked about it at all, um, but I mean, I, I have a view on that. We we can. We can talk about the club and how that, that that all happened. That's the cheating side of it. 
you can't can you blame the players? They don't know. They're just coming to play for a club. You know, yeah. so what they've what they've um, done on the pitch is, is good. Should they all be on the pitch together? Probably not. <laughs> you can't you know? blame them, Chris, but I'll play devil's advocate and I'll yeah. tar them all with the same brush. <laughs> Go for you know it. what I mean? You're yeah. not you're guilty by association. Oh yeah, for sure. You know? Well sure we all know about the snake. You know, yeah, and, it is right. It is and right. then it's show, showing look. showing his true colours with his uh you know, Real Madrid stuff there last week. Exactly. You know, they're all mercenaries. Yeah. But in a way, many many a modern footballer is a mercenary. You know, they're out there for themselves, uh, not necessarily for the badge, first and foremost. Yeah. Well, that's, I think that's what... I think that's what kind of sets us apart and, and a manager like Klopp and the players that we have, um, that it's understood... With everyone, you know, we've seen Genie talking about his future and how he plans, you know, to see out his career. He wants to play till he's 38. And there's, you know, there's that realization that, you know, to play at this level and at this intensity, you're not going to be able to do it for 10 years. Right. You know what I mean? Unless you're sort of born into it and molded into it the way sort of Trent is being. Um, but if you come into it late in your career, like, like Genie did at sort of 25, 26 years old. Um, and to play at that high intensity for so long is going to have an effect on the, the longevity of your career. Um, right. so, so these players are realists, and I think Klopp has been real. And, and even with you know his deal with the club, here's the way it works. I was only going to be working for seven years, but this project is working for me, so let's extend to here. Yeah. But at the end of that, I'm going. But we're going to plan for the future for you. So you know, there's that realization, and the reality is... You're coming to play for this badge while you're here. Give us yep. everything, and then we'll happily send you on your way wherever you want to go, with absolutely no animosity whatsoever. Because with a couple of winners' medals in your locker too. A couple of winners' medals and a load of lifetime fans. Yep. That will support you no matter where you go. You know, because you look at it. You know, I still follow Dirk Cout on Instagram. Absolutely. You know what I mean? I still follow all these players. I still followed them when they went off. You know, I, I still say congratulations. Jersey when, when liked won. one of my comments on, on Instagram there the other day, and it, it made my week. <laughs> yeah, and it's simple little things. Like <laughs> How that. sad am I? <laughs> and again, that goes back to the social media thing and being accessible, these players, and, and that being accessible. And an ambassador for the club, too. Yeah, that's it. You know, and you look at Luis Garcia. You know, um, you know, he, he's as much a, a Barcelona man as he is a, a or not Barcelona. It is Barcelona, wasn't it? Was it Barcelona? Barcelona? I think, I think it might be Atletico. Right, yeah. Atletico? Who cares? He played right. for Liverpool. He's a fucking red. Um, he's a red, but you see that. It's constantly Liverpool stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? You know, he's, he's always making jokes about Sangria and all that kind of, it's just, it's a culture. It's something that just doesn't, I don't see it with other clubs. I see other clubs, you know, going back to the old clubs and, and rem- reminiscing about their days and stuff like that. You know what I mean? But I never see that kind of inclusiveness. Yeah. You know, it, it's just crazy. And um, and and this club sort of instills that in those players. You know, look at Robbo. You look at his Instagram or his Twitter, you know? Um, yeah. 
and it's very much the epitome of what this club is, you know. And again, as a Scotsman, you know, the first Liverpool team was all Irish and Scotsmen. Yeah, you know very much. A, a, uh, um, a big part of our our history. Yeah, you know, so that whole very sort of Celtic background is strong there. Kenny Daglish, Bill Shankland. And we've missed we've missed a good Scott. Yeah, we you have. Know, our last Irish player that I could think of, off the top of, well, Callagher and Nets, but uh, oh, yeah. Finnan. Stevie Finnan, yeah, he's the last one I, I really remember being worth anything, like being worth anything. But, I mean, I, you know, I'd love to see a, a, an Irish player in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, for a little while you had you'd Ryan McLaughlin knocking on the door. Yeah. Um, and then that sort of went pear shaped for whatever reason. Um, it's just funny, you know, these kids coming through and it's like, oh, you hear about, you know, Cueven Callagher and you're like, oh, happy days. Yep. An Irishman, you know, you know, taking away Paris that. Fans. Yeah, taking away that Rogers taint, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. That, that, that there's a little bit of a sour taste, you know. Because mm-hmm. that made me excited, you know, on a, a fellow Northern Irishman, you know, yeah. you know, leading the club and and everything else, and then it didn't sort of work out. And then you had that little period before clap sound where people were, you know, talking shit about people from Northern Ireland and stuff. Um, yeah. You know, so I'm like, yo, watch your mouth, my lad, you know? Exactly, um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just, you know, it, it gets like that, but... I think that's what the club is has now gone away from that kind of thing. Yes, there's still the bickering of, among fans, but I think we're more together now than we've ever been. You know, oh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, uh, and we're moving towards. Uh, and you, I, I saw a video earlier on Akara and and Gary Neville talking about um, teams dominating. Uh, and I have to I have to kind of agree with Neville in, in the sense that the last real domination was Alex Ferguson. Yeah, you know, um, because for the last few years it's been bouncing back and forward between sort of Chelsea, United City, and, and ourselves now coming into the you, forefront. You certainly wouldn't call what what City have done a domination. Uh, not really. I mean, okay, maybe last season was a domination because they won all their domestic trophies. You know, but that was domestic. Yeah. They haven't they haven't won the European Cup yet. So we can't. Um, uh, and the argument I keep hearing about this current Liverpool team is, oh well, you can't just do it in one season. Well, yeah. we won the Champions League last season. We're going to win the league this season. That's two seasons as far as I can count. Well, it's funny. The year before, we were runner-up in the Champions League. And then right. last year, we were runner-up in the league and Champions League winners. And then this year, we're winning the league. We've won the World Club World Cup, uh, the Super Cup, uh, you know, um, Mighty Cup, uh, every cup that's gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, And I've, and I've no reason to believe we're not going to win the, the Champions League either. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, uh, and that's that, that's not getting ahead of ourselves. I I, I wouldn't think. Hey, here's the thing. I, I I think it's just when you just look at our record, when you look at teams over two legs, you look at teams coming to Anfield. They can't stop us. The fact that Klopp's never been beaten in a over in two a two-legged. Legs. Yeah. The fact the fact that Atletico Madrid celebrated like they won the Champions League and a one one nil home home win where they were dominated for most of the game. How and, quickly and believe, they forget. And you know? believing that they can come to Anfield after Barcelona beat us three 0 in similar circumstances. Yeah. You know what I mean? To the sense that we were the better team on the day, but we got soccer punched with a couple of goals. Oh, and Atletico. Look- 
you're giving me goosebumps here, Chris, talking about Atletico. Oh. And then Atletico are, are thinking they're going to come to Anfield and they're talking shit about Anfield again. How many yeah. people have talked shit about the atmosphere at Anfield and arrived there and then shit their pants? Absolutely. Tuchel, Neymar, yeah. all of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, it, it's just, um, yeah, it, it's, I mean, it, okay, yes, this is a bit of arrogance maybe coming in now. Maybe we're getting a bit ahead of ourselves like we were with West Ham. We we're like, oh, we're going to thump them 3 0, 4 0. Right. But we went 2 1 down, still on top, and then beat them 3 2. 4 2, could have been 4 2. Could have been a lot more. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, and and I, I remember the Barcelona game. Uh, everybody was bemoaning the fact, oh, it was 3 0, we're, we're dead in the water. We didn't even get an away goal. We're done here. And. All of a sudden, it's the same thing again. 1-0 against Atleti. And, yeah. oh, we haven't got the away goal. Oh, we're screwed. We need yeah. to score twice and keep a clean sheet. This is Anfield. This is Liverpool. This this current crop of team of players we've got don't know what it is to taste defeat. Yeah. At home? They don't? Yeah. Uh, and um, I think... It's just, I mean, I mean, obviously we're getting ahead because that game's like three weeks away or something like that. But um, they have been talking a lot of shit. You know, Simeone, their owner, you know, it's an old stadium that's falling apart and blah, 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 blah. All right, mate, what do you get there? We, exactly. You know I mean? But um, There'll only be one thing falling apart in that night. And the, yeah, that'll be them. Yeah. But here's the thing. I'm kind of in this thing where I don't care. I'm kind of at the point now where we're going to win the league. That's my main thing. If we don't right. win the Champions League, I don't actually care. Yeah, um, I'd, I'd go along with that. You know, but it, still, it'd be nice for that total But we're not domination. only just going to win win the league here, Chris. We're talking about records. We're talking about our record-breaking season. We're yeah, talking about history being made that it'll take a, a whole lot to break what we're going to set in stone at the end of this year. Yeah. It's crazy. It's 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 just mental. Um just the fact that there's there's um we're 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 still in February. February. Yeah. I, that it's messing with my brain. Like I have it enough really I ha, listen, I have enough trouble trying to work out what day it is. Right? <laughs> at the best of times. But the fact that we're at title winning level. Yeah. At this time of year, it's just messing with me, dude. I'm expecting, like, I'm going out into my garden and, and, and expecting it to be all, you know, blooming and all this coming on. And Never mind listen- the, the climate change, yo-yo dude, climate bullshit. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's well, February, people are for ta- Christ's sake. People are talking about title winning. It's going uh, to snow tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't make sense in my head. No, not one bit. You know, so, um, yeah, um, I guess I have to stop thinking about it. You know, in sense of time, you know, and just try and forget that we're this early in the season or whatever, and just enjoy the fact that we've got. After we win the title, there's going to be so many more games to enjoy. Because usually you win the title and it's like one or two games and the season's over. Yeah. But we're going to have all this, just this whole season of celebrating every game. Yeah. There's there's eleven games left. <laughs> tell me, I'm telling you, Finn's Finn's Pub and Tavern in Knoxville, Tennessee. Is going to make a hell of a lot of money over the next couple of weekends. Seriously. From from now until May. Yeah, that's crazy. 
So here's some of the records we've got that are in the book already. Um, it's the best start ever. You, you <laughs> notice it says the best start ever. It's just, February. You know what I mean? It's February. So it's the best start ever across the five European leagues. Yeah. 79 points from the first 27 matches. Um, we've got the most points over 38 games. That's 104 points, uh, including last season's um, a part of that as well. Um, we've got the biggest lead at the top, which was 25 points. And like you're saying there, it can go to 28. <laughs> you know, we're at 20, 22 back now, right? Yep. So... 25 is the, the highest, um, and we've also got the most home wins in a row, which was top flight uh, record was 72 with Shankly. So we've equaled Shankly's record. So we are talking about absolute historical records here. Like, we're, we're that good. It, well, even, even what I said there about Allison. Like the, the fact that he's got so many clean sheets with so many less games than every other goalkeeper in the league. Yeah. You know that, that it's just testament that these records, like that run of games where we went without conceding the goal. Um. And the rest of the, the records that are still up for grabs are there's so many of them. That's um, mad. The most away wins, most points in a season, longest yeah. unbeaten streak, most days without a loss, earliest title win biggest winning margin and that's only some of them that's not all yeah. of them <laughs> well i mean we're, we're into the stage now where we're over a year since we've lost the game in the premier league yeah you know um which was against at the time possibly the best premier league team that had ever been you know what i mean that's what people yeah. were calling them yeah and we only lost one game last season and it was that one, and that's what lost us the title. Yeah. And now we're a year on, over a it's year. It's crazy to look back on it now, isn't it? Like, and to think that the only games that we've lost have been cup games, um, like Napoli, um, and Champions League group games that don't even matter. You know what I mean? Uh, um, Speaking about Napoli, I have to get this in real quick. Um, did you see... Somebody, whoever is in charge of putting the ball boys with Insignia for Napoli, Insignia, he must be about five six. Yeah. But they oh, always yeah. they put the tallest ball boy with him again. That's right. And I swear to God, he looks raging. He's fuming <laughs> in the camera when the Champions League uh, theme tunes going. So good. He, he can't even look at the camera. He is oh, raging. Trolling the life out of him. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. But so, um, we haven't really got an awful lot of time here left, but we'll have oh. a quick little talk about Watford. Um, yes. Saturday, 12.30 on the East Coast for me, uh, yep. Chris. We've got Michael Oliver as the referee, and oh. I believe the fourth official is Jonathan Moss, and oh. the VAR is Mike Dean. So, oh, lovely. So, yeah, lovely we're uh, we're firing on all cylinders there. <laughs> yeah. Um I yeah, man, I'm, I'm I I think you know, VARs under so much scrutiny and that whole mess with uh, the Lacelso thing at the weekend. Oh, I. Um it's an absolute farce. 
It really is. It's a joke. And here's the thing. VAR is not the problem. VAR isn't the problem. It's the fucking referees union. Yeah. They're the problem. They're moving the goalposts all the time, or should I say the offside lines. Um, sure. You know, they're, they're, they're doing so much. And, and I think there's a lot of um, looking after their mates. Big time. Um, you know, um, I'll tell you what I listened to this week. I listened to uh, Peter Crouch's podcast. Yeah. And they had Mike Dean. Mike Dean is a guest this week. Oh. And now Peter Crouch, ex-Red, uh, big footballer. Yep. In more ways than one, tall and, uh, <laughs> but um, he is—he's always been very against referees. You know, not a not one of a one of the players to suck up to a referee, um, and much the same way I think most of us can relate to. You know, it, it, none of us really think of a referee as a, a human being. They're yeah. autonomous. They're a robot. Um, but Mike Dean really did cover himself in glory. He. He's a big Tranmere Rovers fan. You've probably seen uh, the pictures of him in the stands. Yeah. Um, but he 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 really warm. He done a good job at warming me up to him. Not that he needs it, but it it just goes to show that a he is a normal human being. B he's a football fan, and and C you know he's he's not a bad guy. Yeah. When he's not being a, a shite referee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I mean. The, the, the reason VAR was brought in was to assist these guys, not to tell them they were wrong, you know, and, and that's the that's the problem. It's being looked at wrong. I think they should have brought in an independent panel to 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 look at VAR, to take yeah. the pressure off the referees, because I think that's what the problem. I think with VAR now, I think the referees are under pressure to get it right, because VAR is going to call them if they get it wrong. And then they've got their mate up in the in the booth who's, you know, messing things around and overruling their decisions. And who's right. to say there's not animosity between those guys? And he decides to be a dick on a decision. Yeah. You know, um, so it would it would eliminate that, you know, and I think it would take a lot of pressure off the referees. Um, and they can just go back to refereeing the game the way they see fit. And they don't have to worry about, you know, somebody else in the referee union either backing them up or trying to stick a knife in their back, you know? Um, And that way then we can get back to just enjoying the game. Right. You know, because that was, that was an absolute farce. That's the Celso thing was an absolute joke. And think Um, about the the in-stadium fans, you know, like it's a farce on TV. Think about with these fans who are there living that moment, paying Mm -hmm. the money for those tickets. Yeah, and there's no communication. There's no nothing. They're completely in the dark, as much as all of us are, as much as the players are as well. Like yeah. I spoke about it on the last pod, where Connor Cody goes up to the referee and he goes, "What? What's going on?" He goes, "I don't know." Well, <laughs> well if the referee doesn't know, and the players on the pitch don't know, and the fucking fans in the stadiums don't know, who the fuck does? Exactly. But um, yeah, I I don't really see. Um, the point in uh, in in giving a prediction here for the Watford game, uh, it could possibly be a, a potential um, potentially hard game for us. Um, do you want to hazard a a, a potential uh, goal score or goal uh, full time score there? Six 0 Six. We're going six 0 <laughs> folks here. 
We want it six times. We want it six times. Here's the thing. like It's Watford. They're not really firing that well. Um, you know, we know Troy Deeney's in love with Virgil van Dijk. Um, you know, so he'll be too busy, you know, fancying him. He does. And, um, <laughs> no, but, um, yeah, I, you know, especially after that, there'll, there'll be a big kick up the arse in training this week. You yeah. know, um, those little things falling asleep. And we might see a, a little maybe shuffle of the pack. Um, you know, Milner might be back in there. Um, yeah, now is the time, absolutely. You know, we, you know we've we'll got start. we've got a couple of weeks to the athletic game, and why not? If if we if we can afford to, we should be rotating against uh, smaller teams like Watford. Their form right now is woeful. Uh, the last three games we played, they haven't scored against us. Yep. So you know, we shouldn't uh, be posed too much of a problem. It's in- well, interesting. I, I I saw I read a, a before we burned. So I read a little thing with. Uh, Excuse me, um, Minamino. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I want to see him play, but you know, obviously, it's going to take time for him to bed and everything else. And I, I'll, I'm, I'm pretty sure after we've won the league, we might see a lot more of him. You know. Aye. Um. But uh, yeah, he he was ta- he was talking about um the Scouse accent. <laughs> and um uh, and how much he had been talking to Jinji Kagawa. Uh, was telling him about Klopp and how much he was he was the greatest you know manager he'd worked with or one of the best he'd ever worked with, uh, and Minamino had said you know within two to three days of working with him he'd realised that because um, yeah. he basically just told him let's go out there and have fun, um, but he said the Scottish accent he said I actually thought it was another language I couldn't understand anything <laughs> anyone was saying um, I says hey what do you get a load of the boys I'll hit you a slap up a face with a pasty supper big lad uh, you'll not even know what hit you you know. Um, but yeah, it, it was just funny because um, obviously it is a language only itself. Absolutely, uh, never mind through uh, through broken German and Japanese. Like he uh, yeah. he's got to translate it into German, English yeah. to German, German to Japanese. You know, I, the mind boggles at uh, the young lad's uh, talents there, bi- bilingual, trilingual talents. Well, it just it, it, it just accentuates to to the point of of these guys are not stupid. Yeah. You know, everybody used to have the the opinion of oh, footballers are stupid and blah yeah, blah blah. Bag blah could tie his shoelaces, you know. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. And you you look at some of these guys, you know, and and you know, you look at player. I think there's uh, is it it's a genie. I think genie can speak like five languages. That doesn't surprise me really. Uh, the, the Dutch are are very talented in that respect. You know, but there's a load of footballers out there that can do that. Yeah. Fluent, fluently in five different languages. You know, yeah. Bobby Firmino, English, German, Portuguese, Spanish. Right. Yeah. Like it's crazy, and that that's just testament of of how the brain works. You know, you need to to have a certain level of intellect to be able to learn languages like that. You know, mm-hmm. and 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 that just adds to the intelligence of the football. You know, it's not just about the physical; it's about the mental too. Absolutely. You know? And it just again testament to this club and the mentality monsters that we've built. Um, that these players are just you know something else. Too um, right, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And you, and you look at the numbers that they just rack up. Just look at each player's individual snaps in every single game. It's ridiculous the amount of amount of ground that everybody covers. And they egg themselves on. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. This this success, beguiled success, it, it winning 
equals more winning. It, it's it's a it's a thirsty it's a thirsty habit to get into, isn't it? Exactly, man. Exactly. And it's a nice habit to get into. <laughs> exactly, mate. With uh, with that being said, have you got anything else to, to drop in here before we we uh, bid farewell and adieu? No, just another shout about the virtual podcast. Um, if you want to get involved, um, hit us on the American Scouser uh, Facebook or Instagram um, in the DMs if you want to get involved with us. Um, we can tell you more details about that. And uh, don't forget to check out the Twitter contest for the Ken Kendra book. Uh, um, yeah. Golden Sky. And he's got another book out uh, from a couple of years back, which is called yeah. Walking Through the Storm. They're, they're both... Um, both still available to buy and both very good books. And yeah, Amazon, I a, think. a fellow North Carolinian, I gotta gotta shout out the LFC or OLSC Rally Boys um, from your from your little friends to the south, Wilmington. Um, but yeah, <laughs> go ahead, Chris. Yeah, mate, and uh, just a wee shout out to my boys at uh, LFC Knoxville. I'll, good uh, man yourself. I'll see you on Saturday. Happy days, Saturday. It's uh, twelve thirty for me. What's the what's this time for you? Is it? Same for same for me, mate. I'm just it I'm just uh, I'm I'm only a couple of hours across the way from you, so that's right. Yeah. East Tennessee. Yeah, I gotta get my geography textbooks out here. Oh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I'm gonna have to take a drive down there. Absolutely, we're only a couple of hours apart. That's it, mate. Um, because I've been I've been wanting to to get on board and getting around a lot of the other you know OLSCs and things around because we're we're going in for our, our OLSC this year. We should find out in in July. Oh, we are too. We are too, yes. mate. Yeah. Oh, happy days, mate. That'd be good. Uh, yep. If we get it at the same time, that that'd be fun. Um, oh, I see you and Paul Bickler will will meet up for a wee a wee drink. Yes, mate, for sure. Um, uh, and I want to hook up with sort of Nashville and Murfreesboro and Chattanooga and maybe Asheville, Char- Charlotte, and um. You take a look at the map, and it's just immense what what you're yeah. looking at, you know. And and that's that's what we were talking about is is success. Building more success and oh, I, we shared it as well. Um, we're we're doing a lot of um, you know, we've done some in the past with some of the uh, the official Liverpool supporters clubs, and if you are an official Liverpool supporters club and we haven't contacted you, um, get in contact with us if you want to be on the podcast. Um, if you're about to be in OLSC, get in contact with us, um, uh, and we'll get you ready and lined up um for when you get uh your official status, and uh, we'll get you on to talk about your club and and what you do there and. And let everybody else know about you and, and and get you connected with everyone, you know? Absolutely, folks. Well, that's probably about all we've got time for tonight. Um, so we're going to love yous and leave yous. But as always, you'll never walk alone. And keep uh, keep being unbearable. Yes, man. Up the keep reds, folks. Up our reds. All right, keep our lit. From, uh, from myself and Chris, we wish you all the best. And uh, we'll see you Saturday for the Watford game. Yes, happy days. All right, boys. Take it easy. All right.